I don't care who you are, that song jams. It just does. And if you don't agree, you're wrong. You just are. You're just wrong. I'm sorry. No, uh, it's fine. I just, God, I just can't hear that song and not fucking jam. I just wish it kept going right there, you know? Right there. Anyway, uh, I'm here because we've got the follow-up to Something is Killing the Children from Boom Studios and James Tiny in the Fourth and Werther Del Adera, uh, Miquel Muerto. And let's see if actually they put the... I'm reading that off the front cover. Let's see if they put the credits in the... uh, Front of the book, they didn't. But here it is in the back. Oh, the only thing I missed was lettered by And World Design. Um, I, like... Honestly, just being honest, I thought that I was going to be covering this... I thought I was going to be covering this in a trade form, maybe kind of like once this series was over after I did the first issue, but like I read the second issue and I'm just intrigued. I'm so intrigued. So, Let's just go through it. Um, I literally just got through recording and posting the last uh, episode, 17, which this is record time for me. I've never recorded an episode uh, the same night as another episode, but dude, I'm fucking doing it tonight. I am just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm making record time for this podcast, and here we go. So we open up with an alarm clock going off at uh, 10.07 with a missing child flyer next to it. We got a guy uh, who, who finally wakes up and hits the old snooze button and he wakes up and he's like, fuck me. Which would be like the opening for like every like indie melodrama, melodramatic movie, melodrama, whatever, uh, Garden State style movie ever. I know that because I made one when I was a teenager and uh, a year later deleted it because I said, holy shit, this is like what every melodramatic teenager that likes Garden State makes. So I deleted mine. But that's, see, experience, I know. Regardless, we this is Tommy. And he's walking downstairs and uh, he says, Mom, I'm running late. Now his mom has smoked, I mean, just all the cigarettes. And he's like, he's worried because it's like did, wondering if she slept. And she's like, you know, a little enough. So she says, did you? You look terrible. And she, he says, of course, thanks, Mom. So he's going off to work at the restaurant that he works at. Um. So she is like, hey, you know, take these flyers, you know, to put them on the cars. And he's talking about how, look, 
they ask me to stop putting the flyers in the cars. It brings people down. You know, the townspeople don't want to have to see this anymore after all this time. And she's like, well, they're going to fire you. He's like, well, no, I'm the manager. But, you know, it's just about, you know, being sympathetic towards the people. But she convinces him to take the flyers anyway. And you get some conversation that tells you that they, they have someone that is uh, obviously missing that's close to them, a family member. So we get an interesting kind of, uh, I don't know, an interesting couple of uh, pages here. Now he walks out to his car with the with the flyers and as he approaches the car, he's like, fuck, and you hear this creaking. He looks over and says, hello. And you get a full page splash of, is anybody there? And you got this creature with this blood pouring from it standing over him and the car. But it's almost like he can't see it. And he hasn't gotten in the car yet. So, curious. Very curious to me. Then we get our double splash that says something is killing the children, which I love this effect. I love the effect. I do. Like, just the dark pages with kind of like the... um. I don't even know how the, the textured sort of red dots behind what's... It's a seemingly black palette, but you have the red dots behind it. Um, it's, it's very cool. It's a great way to sort of splash the title on you. It's a great effect. So we cut to this strip center here with... I mean, your typical, like... I don't know, American strip ball here that has an Applebee's. But here it's an Apple Beans. And we have James and Erica Slaughter walking up to it. So, James, so uh, where do we start? How do you hunt monsters, Erica? We start by figuring out where to start, James. And that's going to happen in there? Really? Erica, yeah, maybe. They walk through the door, which creates a ding sound. Erica, you the manager? Tommy looks up. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we just opened. Erica, do people come here? Tommy, what? Erica, this place, do you get people in here or is it usually pretty empty? Tommy, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Erica, if I say that booth over there is my booth and I'm going to leave stuff there, would that be a problem? Do you have like a lunch rush that I need to be worried about? Tommy, I don't, we have a policy, Erica. Yeah, but is it actually a problem or just a fake problem you can ignore? Tommy, look, Erica, 50 bucks a day to you, right in your pocket, uh, and I'll order stuff and tip, deal? Should only be a few days. Tommy, there's another manager here on Thursday. She's a stickler for Erica. I'll steer clear on Thursdays, deal? She hands him 50 bucks and he says, deal. So James and Erica sit at this booth and she sets this stuffed octopus, which we did see a glimpse of in the last issue. She sets it on the booth and he says, why the octopus? And she says, don't ask about the octopus. So he says, what am I allowed to ask about? She's like, I don't know, not a lot. So she pulls out, basically... 
this this paperwork, this uh, these papers that she printed out with um, her friends on it. And this is where you get a little bit of extended story here because it's like some profiles and she hands it to him and she's, he's, she's like, that's your friend, right? And he says, yeah, one of them. She says, I'm sorry. So James says, he's the one I keep wanting to find out if it was a dream. Like, I know my other friends are, I know my other friends died and I miss them, but I know they're dead. But Carl, Erica says, you really liked him, huh? Were you more than friends? So James says he didn't think so. So she says, that's okay, James. Why are we here, really, Erica? Because these kinds of places are all going to go out of business in a few years. And for the most part, nobody goes to them anymore. And they've got big tables. And she spreads this huge map out. So a waiter comes over and they order, or Erica orders a beer and coffee and the kid tries to order, James tries to order beer, but she says he'll have a soda and he wants coffee, so they get, so anyway, um, he asks her, he's like, you seem like you've done this kind of thing before, you get some flashes of her uh, just slashing some very, like, the art is very crude of her slashing through animal parts and like a woman in the background crying and her shooting through animals and whatnot. And she's like, yeah, I've done this kind of thing before. Now show me where your house is. Uh, so you have the waiter. Uh, she's talking to Tommy and she's like, well, that's kind of weird, huh? Like, you know, who that kid is right. And they kind of talk about how he's the one that survived, even though the other children died. And, you know, that's not his older sister. She's way too old. So, of course, Tommy's like, well, that's weird. Um, and they're like, he's supposed to be at school right now. So, of course, Tommy goes over there. And they're like, you know, er, uh, Erica's like, well, we've got your house here. Three bodies in the ravine behind your family's property. Your friend. Uh, two more were found in the woods off Pikes Creek. Uh, two in the cabins at the campgrounds. Uh, one more floating down. Uh, by this uh, Nicolette Bo's boathouse, uh, one on the Woodwinds hiking trail. So that's nine dead. That's what's been reported anyway. Fourteen children are missing and mapping where they got lost. That's going to be the hard part. Now, where did Sophie Mahoney live? And James is like, well, I don't know. And then Tommy walks up. He's like, I can tell you where. And he points down at the map. He's like, yeah, that's where I live. And he's like, yeah, that's I'm her brother. That's my sister. So what are you two doing here? And that's where it gets to her basically being like, shows she's not one of the dead. She's one of the bodies. And Tommy's like, yeah. And she actually says Tommy. And he's like, well, how the fuck do you know my name? She's like, well, your name tag. And he's like, well, then he gets like furious. Says, what the fuck are you doing here? Why are you talking to this kid? All this stuff. So that's where she kind of slams him down. We're like, picks up this bag and it spills and there's like a big knife and all this stuff falls out and like, well shit and then Tommy gets suspicious and she's like and he's like what did you do did you do something and that's when she like slams him down it's like okay shut the fuck up I'm not gonna hurt you I've gotta go I'm gonna let you go I'm gonna get out of here but you keep the money and I'm just gonna walk out don't say anything so she's walking out and of course Tommy's like take your 50 bucks and get the fuck out of here 
And now they think that like that both the, Tommy and this other waiter like think that like James and what Erica did. They're, they think they're a part of it, and they think it's part of some kind of like satanic cult or something like that. Uh, so Tommy calls the sheriff. So uh, James and Erica are leaving, and Erica's like, "Look, you know, he's asking what the next step is." And she's like, "Well, you're going home. You could still help. Promise you, like, there's the part you have to play, but the next part I have to do by myself. But you have to go home." So she gets a phone call. And she's like, yeah, I know, I know the drill. It doesn't happen every time. I'm hanging up now. What? So he's asking, who do you keep talking to? So she's like, an asshole. So she says, if somebody comes to talk to you, you can say everything that's happened. Just tell the truth. You don't need to lie. So James says, because they're going to think we're crazy anyways? She's like, yeah, pretty much. So she goes back to her hotel. The attendant's like, you had a call. She's like, too bad they miss me he's like hey i don't want trouble she's like me neither so she goes into her room she <laughs> takes out this octopus doll which is like a rag doll with like a zipper for a mouth what looked like it was once two buttons for eyes and one of the buttons is missing and she says you saw the map it's a class e7 there's still kids missing So it's stashing its food somewhere. There are probably caves off the lake. I need to know what kind of thing it's going to be before I go looking for it. And it's probably going to be a few days before I can do that. So I need you to think, or sorry, so I need you thinking on it in the meanwhile. Do you understand? And then the the fucking octopus says, yes. Like, oh, Jesus. Okay. So, now a police car is pulling up out, outside the motel and walks up to, uh, I mean, I think the attendant, or the clerk, rather, and he says, I went out of here. Cop says, yeah, Ben, I'm on the case. Clerk says, there's been noises in there. Weird shit. Cop, you can go back to your office, Ben. He goes back in and so the cops walks up to her door and sees like what looks like the shadow of an octopus. So he like rubs his eyes. And he's like, what in the Sam Hill? And it's gone. So he knocks on the door. He's like, please open up. So I don't know what you got in there, ma'am. I don't want any funny business. So she opens the door and she's like, nothing funny going on in here, officer. Now what seems to be the problem? And in the background, there's this glowing like octopus, avatar, alien, (laughs) Uh, projection or spirit or something of like what looks like it could be a young alien person hovering over or coming out of or on top of this octopus uh, doll. And I don't know (laughs) what's going on, but I am so intrigued. And I think once again, I think once again, James Tynion has knocked it out of the park story-wise, and the art is fantastic. They have, 
absolutely nailed it. Um, I know that, let's see, again, with the art, it was illustrated by Werther Del Adera, colored by Miguel, uh, Miguel Muerto, lettered by N-World Design. The cover by Werther Del Adera, with colors by Giovanni Nero. And there's variants and stuff, but they're specific to certain retailers. But, um, I know last time, and I don't want to seem like the last time I covered, when I covered issue number one, that I was like talking shit about James Tynion. Um, because I, I know I gave some lead up to be like, look, you know, his work at DC can be this, can be that, it can be this with the groups and whatnot. Uh, and it's literally just about taste. It's not a, di- a dig on the writer. And I think I reiterated that enough in that review. Um, it's just, you know, that's just my opinion on certain things. I like him in general and I like him writing in general, but there, it can sometimes, like I said before, uh, be certain ways that I can get tired of, but this is like, I feel like this is like his lane. Whatever he's doing in these two issues is just like, dude, keep on this track. This is so good. You are on it. I'm so intrigued. This mystery, the pacing, the dialogue, um, and it's not overwritten. It's, it's just like a perfect, it's set in that perfect lane. And I am just, I'm on board with the story. I'm so interested to see how this is going to progress. And I can't wait, I can't wait for issue number three. So keep it up. This is awesome. If you're not getting this book, why are you listening to this? Go get it. Go get it and, and, and read it. So you can read it along with me. Um, so good. Uh, Boom Studios, good on you for putting this out. And, uh, yeah, highly worth it. Um, man, yeah, I can totally see this being, I mean, you know, I don't know if this, un- I don't know. Some people are like, ah, it shouldn't be made into TV shows. But, like, I could totally see this being like a, I don't know, like a made into some kind of a HBO or Netflix or Hulu series or something like that. You know, that'd be awesome. Uh, and I know it's just two issues in, so that's, I'm, I'm maybe speaking ahead of myself, but like, I don't know. I'm just very impressed, uh, especially from where I came from, from him doing like mostly just team stuff, like having it brought down to this ground level, even though are still dealing with monsters. This issue is just dealing with the people. And I think it's still maintained that, that pacing that, uh, I think works really well. So I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it the, Full endorsement here. I know this is a really short episode, but I just wanted to put it out there. And, uh, yeah, something is killing the children and, uh, couldn't endorse this more. So, thank you all for listening. Thanks for, uh, Thanks for, you know, reading along. If you're reading along, if you're not, I suggest you could pick it up, but hopefully you're just enjoying the show. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at Horror Comics Pod. You can send messages there for show mail. If you want to send, uh, like I said, I do, I want to do a Halloween special where you're sending me your, your horror stories. I mean, I, but I want real life. I don't, I'm not talking about original horror stories. You can still send me those at the, at the email, but for the Halloween special, I want your experiences, you know? I want you to tell me your story of something that you've experienced supernatural, uh, something like a haunting, any kind of ghost stories or whatever, because I want to share them on the show. If you don't want to write it in and you want to record yourself talking uh, and send it to me via 
MP3 to the Gmail again, horrorcomicspodcast at gmail.com. Send it on over, please. I would love to have it. I'll, I'll play the MP3, uh, on the show for real. And, uh, yeah, so I think that'd be a cool thing to do for the Halloween special. But, um, if you're a writer, an artist, and you're working on something or you've released something, send it my way. I'm happy to tweet it out. I'm happy to talk about it on the show. I'm happy to buy it if it's available for purchase and just support it, you know, and talk about it. So let me know. Um, and if you have suggestions for me to read either on the show or just in life, uh, send that my way as well. Again, the Twitter is Horror Comics Pod or the email is horrorcomicspodcast at gmail.com. Send it my way. Thank you for everyone who has sent in suggestions and, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you all again for listening. I cannot thank you enough for downloading the episodes and corresponding with me on Twitter. It means a lot. It really does. So thank you. And I will be back uh, in episode 19 with another older comic and uh, something we can delve into, maybe a publisher and some history and some writers and some artists and some history there too. So again, thank you all. And until next time, keep on reading those horror comics. 